Bar Media. Welcome to the Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by Charlene Comerford and Justin April. A button. That's all you do is you just push a button, and then all of a sudden you have a podcast that's live. And it's, Man, that's uptown. Yeah, we fancy over here at the local. Yeah. You can get me one of them. Yeah. Y'all should start doing podcasts at the house. We're Actually, let's do this whole podcast, and then we'll mention who you guys are and what we're doing here at the end. <laughs> that's right. Let's do it. This seems counterproductive. Um... What's up, everybody that listens to this podcast that's probably trying not to drive off the road because they're annoyed that it's just me this week. Um, welcome to the local podcast. This is episode 126, I believe. 126. Dude, we are getting it. It's crazy. I can't believe that we've done nearly this many podcasts. Like, we started, what, two and a half years ago or something? Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know. I don't. I didn't realize there was this many weeks in a year. Son, it's high demand. You'll be I mean, professional before long. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm getting it. I'm trying yeah. anyway. Yeah, get um, you that Ezekiel Elliott kind of deal, you know? I, yeah. <laughs> I need something that's going to pay. I need that Joe Rogan paycheck. Yeah. Would be ideal. Um, that's what I'm working on. But he's ha- he's like what two thousand episodes almost. Yeah. So I'm at ten percent of what yeah. he's. I'm not even ten percent of what that yeah. he's doing. I wonder how much how many sponsorship dollars he has coming in. I thought about looking that up, but I don't know if you pay attention to his podcast at all, but there's not a lot. There's zero advertising really? in the podcast. Like if you pull it up on YouTube and watch it end to end, there is not a stitch of yeah. Joe Rogan advertising. Now wow. there's ads cut into it that are YouTube ads, but he's not saying on a regular basis, you should sign up for me undies and use promo code uh, Joe's boxers. I don't know what he would use. I guess well, you couldn't use that because Joe boxers a thing. But um, yeah. well, I guess I mean the you know for somebody like him, the relative inexpense of doing it, you know, really balances out. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's gonna be sitting there talking shenanigans anyway. Uh, Might as well. I don't know. Each episode is like three hours long. That's that's some expense. That's the yeah. thing. That's the crazy. The craziest <laughs> thing about all of it is how long those episodes are. Oh yeah. Yeah. Daniel's turned me on to a couple of podcasts. Or the ones you like, Daniel. Mm, there's too many. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. I like my favorite murder, which is kind of crazy because it's just two girls talking about true crime. Yeah. Um. And it can get annoying because you, if unless you listen to a bunch of them, mm-hmm. you can't tell which one's which. It's right. just two, two squeaky voices just battling back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so you know, for me, for the longest time, I just thought a podcast was what. Like a two peas got into a fight. That's, that's right. That's what they wore afterwards. That's when, right. When the fight was done, uh, set those bones. So those were like a, those real podcasts, man. I, I'm the dad here, and I'm not even going <laughs> that corny, right? So <laughs> I'm joined today by Daniel and Philip Axtell, who are co-chairing the Walk to Remember this year. Um, you're the co-chair. Is it just for the walk, or is it for the entire entity of? The Alzheimer's. I guess um, really just for the walk, but I guess the whole kind of campaign year and everything. Yeah, just yeah. us and our older two brothers, Michael yeah. and Brandon. Uh, we're the chairs of the walk. I'm on the board of directors for the ARC, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's Resource Center. Yeah. Um, but as far as the walk goes, the four of us are the chairs. That sounds like more of a couch scenario. I'm going to mm. start dad jokes, too. Yeah. I'm start throwing out <laughs> awful. Big awful lumpy ones. ones. Yeah, mm. big cozy couch. Um 
This thing's been going on for a very long time. Yeah, this is the 27th walk. That is awesome, dude. Oh, yeah. That's super awesome. Um, how many people usually have come out there every year? I know it varies depending on weather it's, and what who's playing who on that day and yada, yada, yada. But. It's, it's probably one of the more well-attended annual events in, in the Wiregrass. That's awesome. I would say, is it? I think several hundred people anyway are going to be out I, there. I think we printed over a thousand shirts last year. Yeah, there is nothing wrong with a thousand folks coming out to support Absolutely. the community. Yeah, I don't know if that's how many people we actually had there, but I think we printed over a thousand t-shirts last year. I got a buddy in the screen printing industry. We probably hit him up. He oh might yeah, they're doing discount, the shirts. Discount some yeah, shirts. Yeah, some some good looking dude sitting to Daniel's. Uh, Daniel's right. Yeah. Yeah, Screen Tech's going to be heavily involved with that deal. Right. Yeah. Appreciate the shout out, D. Yeah. Foxy right. dudes. <laughs> um. So yeah, dude, how does that usually work? I've never been to one because usually it either falls on some weekend where I'm out of town. Also, October's are horrendous for me because that's my wedding anniversary, my birthday. I usually make one of those annual trips to New York to pick up some family members. Um, but sounds like my December. That's, that's your annual trip to see your family up there. Yeah, we just got a my. My uh, trek to the motherland. Yeah, usually. If you ever learn how to send a newsletter to them, you're going to be deadly. Instead of having to go see them, you can just say, "Hey, here's what's going on in my life." Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I'd much rather go up there than I don't know. Yeah, though it's just an excuse not to be here. Really, yeah. like I'm constantly trying to dodge my desk. Like at any <laughs> any reason, like uh, this one of the reasons I'm so involved with like the chamber and like stuff with the cities, like. Yeah. If I can go do that for it's a living, fun to be out, man. Yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. And well, it works for in, me. In a way, you kind of do because yeah. I mean, you, you're a public persona, so I mean, you, you got to be out there. You're just, That's a slippery slope, too, man. Like, yeah. You've known me, pro- you've definitely known me longer than your brother, but yeah. you knew me in like high school. Like, oh, yeah. It's a yeah. slippery slope. Yeah. You're letting this wild animal walk amongst you. Listen, man, but yeah, I mean, it, it comes with the territory. I mean, if you want to be known, you got to be out there. You're right I mean, about you that. Know, so. Yeah, you're not going to be known holed up in your office. No. You know? Yeah. You got to have those one-liners locked and loaded. Oh, yeah. And get out here, shake some hands, kiss some babies. Yeah. Tell me all the time. I said, you know, I'm going to be out here, you know, shaking babies and kissing hands. Yeah, kiss. I'm trying to get that uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get that that April Axtell 2048 uh, going. Listen. I think you'll do back-to-back terms as president. I, I hope so, you know, when I, when I'm elected, and, you know, and it's I like to start anymore. I like plan. to start my conversations as I get closer and closer to that date. People won't even ask me really anything, but I just start telling them, I say, well, in an Axtell administration, let me tell you what's going to happen. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, I don't really have any concrete ideas yet. I just like the catchphrases. Now yeah. we just got to get him to actually run for something to build up to it. Yeah. I know. Start, man. One of those Cuck brothers died, right? So there's some of your funding gone. You don't have to figure out where this money's coming from. <laughs> yeah. It's going to tap Mike and Laurie Axtell on the shoulder and be like, hey. Right. Hey, time to. So to pan, pan up. I know. mean, you guys, you guys are definitely. When I think of like my favorite people from Dothan, like your family always is at the top of the list. Like there's like probably 10 or 15 families that it doesn't matter. Like what branch of the family tree they're in. They're just yeah. all solid folks. Yeah. And maybe, maybe 10, maybe closer yeah. to 10, but yeah. like you guys are like the Dothan dudes. Like you got you, you and I just did leadership. Daniel man. and I just did leadership Dothan together. Yeah, and you probably in, did that. Yeah. I was in class number 31 and, uh, Old man, we had a, we had a blast. It was, uh, let's see. I know me and, 
uh, Brandon Woodall and Brandon Ziegenfelder. Uh, Alice Oof. Beckham used to be a five star. Yeah. Just moved down to Pensacola. Um, Poor Miss Linda. Yeah, I can't. I'd have to look back who all was in that. Ooh, yeah, Linda uh, Kelly McKay was in it. Yeah, Linda Kelly's been together. through some things. Yeah, with them leadership classes. Oh, listen, man, and it's on what class number? 30, 40 38. Now. It'll be yeah, 38. This will be 38. This will be 38. Yeah. Starts next week. Are you yeah. going to that? Uh, that welcoming ceremony? Or are you going to go to that uh, retreat for all the yeah. opening? Well, I'm on stuff? the steering committee now. I got, oh, that's right. I got put on that. So yeah, I'll be there. Daniel yeah. hasn't made a committee he doesn't like. I'm real bad about jumping on boards. Like if yeah. I will, I will leap before I look, and I will get into it, and I will be like, I think we should just close this. I think this needs to be shut down, <laughs> and you guys need to start over. I'm not going to get into anybody in particular, like any like any entity in particular. But I have rewritten bylaws. Yeah, for many, many a group that I was involved with, and I'm like, how, how has this been functioning this long like this? And like, well, we just listened to what the people before us said to do, and I'm yeah. like, I don't think that's how that works. Well, that's the toughest thing, particularly when you start an organization. I don't know if it's tougher to start it or inherit it. You know, because yeah. you know, if you start it, you kind of have an idea of how you want things to be. But mm-hmm. now, sometimes if you inherit those situations. You don't, yeah. It's just frustrating because, you know, things were done so differently. You could be relying on things that were done 60, 70, 80 years ago. Sure. You know, that's the cool thing about like the way my brain works and the way a lot of people, especially younger people like that don't have a background in nonprofits or don't have a background in like any sort of board setting. Mm. I can walk in there and look at what's going on super objectively because mm-hmm. I don't have any emotional ties to anything. Mm hmm. I can just walk in and be like, all right, this is kind of crazy. This, we could probably make this do this and without getting too specific, but like you could, you could move fundraisers to benefit multiple things and to have a way bigger reach than just like the, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. demographic they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I tell anybody that works for a nonprofit, go out. Like the local is essentially like, it should be a nonprofit because that's about what I'd, claim at the end of the year but mm-hmm. we uh i mean yeah. we're just out here trying to get the good word out about all the things that make dothan unique and special and mm-hmm. well, stuff like this walk to remember is a thousand percent right in the middle of that oh absolutely well, oh, you, yeah. you look at dothan over the last 10 years or so and you know for the most part we never had anything like you know the uh foster fest and, and things like that. You remember the old uh, Poplar Head block party? Yeah. P- Peter Frampton came and played mm-hmm. on yeah. St. Andrews Street. Yeah, I was a senior in high school when uh, when that came through. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a sore subject for me. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel to, uh, my favorite band played, and I got yeah. sick the day of. Uh, who was it? Better Than, Better Ezra. than Ezra. That's right. Yeah, they had uh, the Gap Band played, if I remember right. Dropped a bomb on Dozen. Yeah. They yeah, did. they sure did. <laughs> Because they did it so well that they never did that again. And it's that might have been because I was not around or I was not in any leadership position at the time. Like, Mm -hmm. so I can't really speak as to why that never happened again. Mm -hmm. But usually, and this is the thing that I harp on the most is, and I might have actually said this when you were in here last. You remember Quincy's East Rolls? Quincy's that used oh, yeah. to be over the mall. Oh, absolutely, man. You missed that, huh? Who doesn't remember the Sunday buffet? Yeah, 100%. But it's not there because nobody went. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody went on Sunday, but mm-hmm. nobody was there during the week. 
Yeah. I don't think we ever ate there other than on Sunday after church. It was the same with Mr. J's on the south side. That was yeah. a, that's pretty much the only time we yeah. went out to eat growing up. Yeah. yeah. After church. Lafayette yeah. Methodist Church. Uh, mm-hmm. Lafayette, sorry. I don't have pronounce it right, Justin. I'm so sorry. This New York <laughs> accent is creeping. Uh, yeah, Lafayette, Lafayette. Sorry, I've always had a Lafayette Street uh, church. Was always yeah. we squatted up heavy at Mr. J's. Oh yeah, man, I I enjoyed Mr. J's. Of course, you know that was Todd Jenkins that I graduated with. That was his family's place, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was a uh, that was always a treat, man. I I remember being a kid. You'd close it out with that ice cream scoop, oh, man. Oh, you yeah. go to that soft serve machine at the end of the... Oh, dude. The, D- the coolest the steak thing, fries in there? Yes. Yeah. The coolest thing in the world to me was walking in. And you remember they always had the pudding and, like, the nice... Yeah. Like, uh, Sunday glasses yeah. on the ice, man. That just that always looks so good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those little, like, sorbet glasses. Like, glass bowls or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And Mr. J's used to be... The uh, I guess it was the Dothan High Quarterback Club. We would meet there on Thursday. I think it was usually Thursday before game week or Friday of the game day. I can't remember, but yeah, club days. They, they met there for many years. Yeah, and uh, always a cool thing. But yeah, yeah, I, th- I still salivate about Mr. J's from time to time. I need to call a high school teacher and see if club days still a thing. Do y'all know if club days a thing? No idea. Hopefully, I would assume so. I would assume yeah. so. Like we, it was awesome, man. We, it wasn't even like I was running, rushing to get to school to like see mm-hmm. anybody at the poll. I wasn't going to any meetings. I was just like, yeah. I'm asleep for another four minutes. Yeah. Well, I'll <laughs> say that was. I mean, obviously, all of us going to Dothan High School. You know, I would say there was seem there was a club for everybody. I One, mean, yeah. Oh yeah. It seemed like I, mean, I was in the art club. Yeah. I was. I can't remember if I was in Key Club or not. Yeah. I've done. I think I've drank too much since then. <laughs> And since I've quit, like, since I've stopped, things are coming back. But, like, there's yeah. a lot of foggy. Oh, yeah. Well, now you see it and dealing with a lot of schools like we do. I mean, you'll see they've got a uh, – I've seen some of the robotics club. Yeah. Uh, the comic book club that schools have, which I don't know if they're actually just dealing comic books or if they're actually illustrating. I don't know. But. We could have had a pog club if we would have been there earlier oh, yeah. in the 90s. Pog yeah. so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Beverly Middle School, boy, I was... Yeah, a Pokemon a whole, club. whole sleeve of pogs. I bet that very well is a thing. That has got to be a thing in high school. Dude, I, well, you remember a few years ago when they had the... Pokemon it, Go outbreak. Yeah. When and, they all got loose and everybody had to go catch and them. people were like running out in front of cars. Yeah, like wandering off bridges, like just yeah. being goofy. Yeah. Um, I think I posted on Facebook, I said... Uh, so this whole Pokemon Go thing seems really immature. So that's what my Optimus Prime action figure says. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this is the same time they released that Leslie Jones uh, Ghostbusters. If they would have made it Ghosts, they could have made infinitely more money. Yeah. If they would have made a Ghostbuster game and you walk around and instead of like trying to like throw Pokeballs everywhere, if you're just like pointing like that little proton gun, yeah. proton pack. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. See? Justin, Justin is a marketing genius, man. Yeah, I just got to I got to get in front of the right folks is all the thing. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, you could have gone and pitched them that idea. I might. I, I mean, might. they might hear it on this. Yeah. I mean, they're listening in. I mean, they, these folks are going, they're going to tune in. Like, look, these three dudes know what they're talking about. Dude. I'm, I mean, I'm a thousand percent certain that your phone listens to you all the time. That's how ads show up randomly when you've been oh, talking yeah. about like, I don't know. I'm just going to bring this up just randomly and hope that it shows up on your phone. Like the Turby Twist. You remember those things? The Turby Twist. Remind me what that is. It's like a towel thing oh, that goes yeah. around your head. 
and you twist it up and there's like a button on the back and you like snap it in. It's like a turban to dry wow. for ladies to dry their long hair in. Or dudes. I mean, it's not really different. Yeah. It's not gender specific necessarily. Yeah. Uh, all the ones in my house are pink though. I can tell you oh, that. Yeah. Listen, things like that amaze me. I know the first time I ever saw Daniel's backpack that he could drink water out of. Oh, you got a camelback? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually have one of those in the seat pocket of my driver's seat. So if yeah. I do like long trips, I can just fill it up. Yeah. I mean, when I first, like, he handed it to me, showed me, I mean, here's a like, bike, I could look back and imagine I was a caveman discovering fire, like, when he, when he showed yeah. it to It's a game changer. That was a must-have for the music festivals. 100%. Yeah. Like, we used to take one when we played kickball all the time. We'd always have one with some some concoction in there. Yeah. Yeah. Kickball's fun, too, man. And that's, like, so this actually ties all into all of this Walk to Remember stuff. It's getting into, like, what you enjoy and just doing it until you don't enjoy it anymore. And then you move on to something else. And then hopefully you've told somebody else, like you should check this out too. Like kickball is still very much a thing. Mm -hmm. And I haven't played since my retirement, like five years ago, but after a couple of injuries, I think the toughest thing for everybody is just, you know, the frantic pace of life we live, you know, because me, you know, most of us don't work a sure a nine to five schedule or eight to yeah eight to five. I mean, most of us, you know, I mean, you see, granted, we're having a ball, but we're all here essentially kind of working. You yeah, know? and I mean, it's you know seven twenty at night, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, then like I said, you know, Daniel does what he wants, and he just Daniel Axdale. He's a rock star. You know, he's got that leadership beard and everything. Yeah, ball. he's on the steering committee now, balling out of control. Can't tell him nothing. Boc and yeah. But that was, I mean, that's always been a big thing. Like with any community, like the more you put into it, the more everybody gets out of it. It's like the chamber, like the same thing we say about the chamber at every Mm -hmm. ribbon cutting. You get out of community and it doesn't matter where you live. You get Mm -hmm. out the exact same amount you put in. And if you're not, I don't know if you're not, I don't know if you try to choose my words so I don't have a bunch of bloggers attack me. If you don't have a dog in the fight, then you don't get to have an opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's very hard in this city because there is, there's a very, very strong connection with the, within the citizens of the city. Well, it's, I mean, it's like a lot of things. I mean, I've always told people, you know, don't moan and groan about something if you're not going to lift a finger to help. Exactly. If you're you not know, part of the solution, you know, you might be part of the problem. You know I mean? And, and, you know, and, and I know sometimes that comes off kind of blunt, but, you know, it's it's better to just the black and white of it. Yeah, to be honest with people and yeah. say, look, you know, well, have you talked to somebody? Have you addressed it? Have you tried to do something? Yeah, like if you want to get involved, yeah. just call me or anybody in this room. Like, yeah, literally, we can put you. Yeah, on something. I mean, the, we can find something for you to do. I promise. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Like, everybody wants. Everybody's super pumped about Foster Fest, and everybody mm-hmm. loves going to that. But if they don't support it and they don't help, like if they don't keep those vendors paid. Yeah. Like if they're not either supporting vendors and supporting the businesses that are down there, then oh, yeah. eventually Foster Fest will just go back to Well, nothing. I mean, to me now, if you look, something that's really happened, and I'll say it probably started maybe about the time probably I was in high school with some, you know, like the murals downtown, things oh, yeah. like that. And now we're looking at a point that Dothan is sort of a destination. You we're know, getting there. You know, that... You know, I mean, we had, you know, so much exposure with Kelsey, mm-hmm. with the top chef. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we've got the Foster Fest that, I mean, my God, it seems like you'll go out there and there's, I mean, I don't know how many thousands of people out there. I think usually, I think they're averaging for Foster Fest somewhere in the neighborhood of 20. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it feels like yeah, it I too. Do. And, you know, and now, I mean, and I think there's a lot of things to be excited about, you know, I mean, oh, now absolutely. That, and now we've got, you know, one consolidated high school team we all support. There's not a fractured city anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that east side, west side was yeah. south side, northeast side. Yeah. Was, was harsh for a while. So, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of exciting things happening in Dothan. And, and like I said, the Walton Remember is just, to us, it's a big part of it. You yeah. Because, I mean, that's one thing that, you know, the Alzheimer's Center uh, supports. How many counties is it, Daniel? I think it's like 18 counties yeah. in the area. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's it's obviously a big part of it. And it's a, it's a cause that's important to people because, you know, you stop and think. You'd be hard-pressed to find a family that hasn't, hasn't been, been impacted. Hasn't been impacted by Alzheimer's yeah. and, and or dementia. Yeah. You know, my, just, gran- my great-grandmother would yeah. I, I mean it's a very very serious thing but mm-hmm. there are traits that under yeah. the right lens can be comical oh. she would do the silliest stuff mm-hmm. like she would bag up her shoes and hide them from herself and forget forget where they were and like it's all harmful i yeah. mean it's all like harmless from the outside looking in but yeah. like that is a very panic inducing scenario well one thing that our grandfather did that we got kind of when he started showing symptoms of it mm-hmm. is he would make these weird concoctions. Like one of his favorite places to eat was Dobbs barbecue. Yeah. And so we took him one night and I was, this was after our grandmother had passed and I was staying with him and it was like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, the lights on in the kitchen. I come in there and said, said, dad, are you all right? He's, Oh yeah. Just cooking up something. And he had his leftover thing of coleslaw that he brought home okay, and was mixing soap with it. That doesn't you know? sound delicious, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and like I said, and he said, yeah, got to mix it up, put it in the freezer. It'll be good in the morning. Well, I don't know what you're going to do with it. But okay. It's going to be the cleanest coleslaw you, you got in the freezer. Yeah. And it was, you know, it, it is one of those things. It's you know, laughable to an extent. like, yeah. But it is also like, I don't want. Because my knee-jerk reaction is to laugh about literally anything and everything. Well, I don't want people to think that I'm just, like, in a turned way, off to caring about yeah, You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. is super, super Yeah, because, I mean, looking back on it, I mean, I don't think we realized he was starting to slip. Sure. Um, I mean, now, you know, you kind of look back on some of that stuff, and, you know, you sort of laugh to kind of keep from crying about it a little yeah. bit, you know. But I mean, it's like watching The Notebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's essentially what that movie is. It's yeah. a, a very quick dissertation on dementia yeah. and Alzheimer's, and yeah. oh, that just that story has got to be a true story. I would have to assume, but oh yeah, listen, he uh, well, I said when he started showing symptoms, it was in his late seventies, so it was nothing that you were just real overly about. alarmed about. Sure. I mean, he would, you know. He'd be coming somewhere with us. Did you remember to brush teeth? Oh, yeah, yeah, I brushed him. And, you know, he hadn't. Yeah, know. and it was just one of those I forgot. Or, like, maybe he just yeah. maybe he just got confused or right. whatever. But, like, essentially yeah. what be, what happens is that becomes their new regular. Oh, exactly. And uh, and the, the thing for him and our oldest brother, Michael, uh, was largely uh, one of the chief caregivers for him. He said the challenge was J.C., our grandfather, was really physically fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, even up to the last really few years of his life, you know, he was one of those old school guys. He got up every morning. He did his hundred sit-ups, hundred push-ups a couple times over. So, I mean, I think each morning he did probably two or 300 sit-ups, two or 300 push-ups. And he did that 
the vast majority of our life. Yeah. And uh, so he said, well, the challenge was you had somebody that was facing this disease. And but they, they could manhandle you. Yeah. He said they've almost reverted back to being a child, you know, a, yeah. a small child. But he said, but their physical but strength is that of an adult person, yeah. you know. And, yeah, and uh, we we aren't small guys, so. and, and yeah, and we're not small puppies at all. So, yeah. yeah, the Axtells won't ever get confused with the Aprils. <laughs> <laughs> we're all midgets running around. Yeah, we're the short ones. That's what that's what I guess. Y'all are about what six one, six two. Oh I guess about that. But yeah, Michael's right at the oldest is six four, and I guess Brandon. Yeah, he's six. Brandon's four, about probably. six three or six four two, and our dad, you know, as he's gotten older, he's got a little smaller. But Dad used to be about. Six two or six three. See, I, I get so aggravated. Yeah. Like, how is the runt of your family twice my size? <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, but I guess like if I was a big dude, I'd probably y'all. I'd be in prison. I'd be making big rocks into smaller rocks somewhere. <laughs> I would have done something terribly wrong years ago that I'm still paying for. <laughs> Justin doesn't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, Justin's too mean, man. He's too big and mean. <laughs> it's like a boy named Sue. I guess that's what happens when your last name's April. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. Have to be mean. But no, yeah, like I said, and JC, you know, when he was in the prime of his life, our grandfather, he was uh he was about six two or six three himself, you yeah. know, and you know, uh, really always the thing about it people remember was just he was always immaculately dressed. What I mean, did it didn't he, matter what the company. What did he do when he was younger for a living? Was he was car in the car business. Yeah. Many years. Had yeah. a few dealerships in Dothan and Tallahassee. Tallahassee and had uh, a Montgomery at one time too. Had a part ownership in one in Montgomery, and uh, yeah, he was just he was a uh, very well respected in that business. I was gonna say like you don't get that get to that level of success without like a stern discipline, and part of that stern dip- discipline is like having some weird physical regiment to like keep everything sharp. Like you can keep your brain sharp all you want, but if your body starts going, yeah, I mean. You'll have some like Stephen Hawking situation on your hands. Oh, listen, he uh, like I was telling you, I know for years he was usually he was one of those older guys. He was up four thirty five o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, and typically he would. Uh, He's the one closing the gate. Yeah, when everything's <laughs> over. Absolutely, he would. Like I said, he would get up. He would usually do a couple rounds, push ups, couple rounds, sit ups. Mm-hmm. And then he used to go, uh, for the longest time, he'd go and do a light jog around their yard, which my, our mom and our uncle grew up uh, at the corner of Cottonwood Road and 3rd Avenue. Okay. So they had about a about a full acre, and he'd just go run a couple laps around the yard every morning. Lord. So he'd get it knocked out in about 30 minutes. And he did that for basically until, you know, later on in life, and you know, then Alzheimer's got mm-hmm. better of him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean – I said I told uh, I told him one time I said he was probably about seventy five at the time I said I said Dad if I look as good as you at seventy five I'll be a happy man all right (laughs) yeah right dude that's awesome (laughs) yeah um so the walk is the fifth of no of October October fifth yeah it's um registration starts at seven thirty that morning. You can uh, you can register online now. Yeah, yeah, you can register online. The website is WeShareTheCare.org. dot org. Mm-hmm. Go on there. There's a tab at the top that says A Walk to Remember. Yep. And just follow the steps. It's um twenty five dollars to get a shirt and walk. Fifteen dollars just to walk, and kids four and under are free. So there you go. I mean, that's the way to do it. 
Because, yeah. I mean, I think everybody should let kids do most things for free. Like, just make that part of their life as a, like as kids so they'll mm-hmm. know the importance of, like, supporting community and, like, mm-hmm. making sure nonprofits are not going by the wayside and then all of our... Mm-hmm. All of our independent help that's not government yeah. sanctioned or not sanctioned, but not government mandated. Yeah. Well, it's a little squirrely. And we're selling another reason is, you know, you get to be around all four of us at one time, which that, doesn't happen a whole lot. That is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Do you all live, live in Dothan? No, Brandon lives in Birmingham. Okay. So, yeah, getting the four of us together is sometimes a task. It's a tall order. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's a blast when all four of us get together because it just it doesn't doesn't get to happen unfortunately as much as it used to. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. not much quiet time when that happens either. So yeah, there's I'll warn everybody there's not a lot of air in the conversation if you're around all of us at one time. So. I was gonna say, how does that usually work around Thanksgiving? Like I actually I photographed your rehearsal dinner before your wedding, Philip. Yeah, and yeah you there was you could have dropped a pin the size of a telephone pole in that room and you still wouldn't have heard it like <laughs> well you know my i guess michael's probably the biggest personality out of the four of us what do you think daniel yeah i'm, I'm the quiet one so that tells yeah, you yeah daniel's daniel's kind of the quiet shy one uh well i'm not shy but i'm the not quiet shy one. i shouldn't say yeah i guess maybe a little more reserved i guess that's a good way to be like i've realized in yeah. my old age of 36 and a half years old um the more you say the more you might have to apologize for. Oh yeah, this is true. And I'm kind of like a dog off the leash when oh, I yeah. when I just get to I'll get on a subject and just start making fun of it, which is just how my brain works. Like I will just find everything funny about whatever scenario. Oh yeah, and rattle off joke after joke after joke, and people think that I'm being like vin- like vindictive or like mean about it or just being a jerk. Yeah. But usually it's just I love comedy so much that I'm just like. Let's do it. Let's make everything that. Well, I think people forget laughter is a powerful force. It certainly is. You know, and I mean, like I said, I mean, and you know, there's, you know, it doesn't hurt to try to find the humor in situations. Sure. You know, because I mean, there's, there's strength in that. Yeah. You the, know, without humor, the world is a very sad place. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, you look around everything that happens and, you know, if you couldn't, Stop and laugh for a minute sometimes. Everybody you know. be on Prozac and Zoloft all day long. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just be... Nobody be able to leave be Walking the house. zombies, basically. Yeah. 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 But no, yeah. But no, it's always fun. It's always funny because, you know, people will talk to mom. And a lot of the stories, I guess, that have about all of us have been greatly embellished over the years. Sure. She said, oh, yeah, that probably happened that way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, every now and again I'll hear a story, like a high school story about something that I did, and yeah. one of my eyebrows go up, and I'm like, uh, I don't think that's exactly how that panned out. <laughs> but usually it's so overly embellished in a hilarious way, I'm like, yeah. yeah that's I'll just run with it. Definitely yeah. verbatim, that, that is the story. Well, like I said, I mean, it's, you know, over time, I think the the stories become bigger than the person themselves. It's just know? like Big Fish. Yeah. It's like movie Big Fish. Like, yeah. eventually, like... Everything runs together and everything, like all the stories just make up yeah. all these individual personalities. Right. Which is probably, an awesome thing. Yeah. Like I said, we've, uh, yeah, we could sit here probably all night and tell you stories about particularly our two older brothers. Yeah. We'll keep them. I mean, we, yeah, I don't want to turn this into an expose. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, probably wise. Probably wise. Yeah. Like I said, but we'll, we'll let Brock, we'll let Michael and Brandon speak for themselves. There you go. You know? Yeah. They're big boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
This uh, this weather change, thanks to uh, Hurricane Dorian, is wreaking havoc on my sinuses. Well, you know, we got. I like the guy that somebody asked him around here. He said, "Well, man, tell me a little about y'all's weather around here." And the guy said, "Well, it's it's hot, and then it gets really hot." And then it cools down a little bit, but it's still hot, but not as hot as when it was really hot. Yeah, and then sometimes it's wet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And we get rain sometimes. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, I just, I think we just have sort of, you know, spring, early summer, summer, late summer, and then like fall for maybe a month. Yeah. You know, get, no get real like, winter to speak of. Dude, know. it gets, it snows here, what, once every five years or so? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, and we, we laugh about it, man, because it's true. You won't find a you know a gallon of milk or a loaf of bread anywhere. No, which is hilarious because I'm from central New York, and where if it snows, it's just September. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not a big deal. Like it's just... well, and the funniest thing, you know, when I was working over at Enterprise, you know, meeting a lot of the soldiers at Fort Rucker, you know, the couple times that you know maybe we'd had a little snow or mm-hmm. maybe the road iced over, they would say, "My God, things just came to a standstill." Didn't they? Oh say, yeah. Well, you know, when you're not accustomed to it, because you know, if you yeah, nobody's out, breaking, you've never driven on ice. Nobody's dr- nobody's getting chains out of the garage yeah. to wrap their tires up with them. Yeah. Or, and usually, it's enough snow to, to dust the ground a little bit. That's about it. I was gonna you say, know. you let by seven thirty a.m. everything's melted. And, yeah, it doesn't stick. I yeah, think, doesn't I think I've seen snow stick once in my life. Yeah, yeah. maybe twice. Yeah, this weather here is bananas. Though oh, yeah. that's actually one of the. That's why I like working with Bob Woodall, actually. Oh, yeah. he uh, He's been super busy, yeah. and that dude. If you ever have mom on, get her to tell she took, she was snowed in in Birmingham with her students in mm-hmm. 1993 oh, when the man. blizzard happened up there. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. The interesting side note from that story, in their hotel, uh, they were staying at the same hotel as Reba McIntyre and Brooks and Dunn. And in Birmingham, in Birmingham, that's right in downtown Birmingham. That's and so they ended up basically being snowed in. So they were just basically living off of room service, whatever they had. Well, they were there on like a Thursday or Friday night, and I think by Saturday or Sunday they got to come home. But the last night they were there, uh, Brooks and Dunn and Reba McIntyre did a little concert for everybody in the hotel. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, just like yeah. hung out in the lobby and yeah, yeah, <laughs> like mom said, you know. She said, that is super awesome. Oh, she came home bragging about learning to do the boot scoot and boogie. Man. I've got a Brooks and Dunn story from Birmingham as well, but it's nowhere good as, as good as that. Uh, yeah. Oh, these sinuses are killing me inside. Good <laughs> Lord, what is that? Something just escaped my face. <laughs> what color is it? What in the world? I'm... <laughs> Don't marry a pre-K teacher. Good Lord, what is Hey, I'm married to a first grade teacher, so it's not much better. Listen, man, you know people got to understand. You got to marry a teacher, and you get on that gravy train. Oh, yeah, it, man, it's, it's, it's easy street. You know? Yeah, like who, <laughs> you see what I wear to work. I'm legit wearing a Chamber of Commerce T-shirt now, a pair of workout shorts covered in snot. Yeah, and the, the sock game's strong tonight, though, man. Stance socks, man. That's the only pair of socks I will put on these feet. Stance socks. Yeah. Um, buy them for sure. Yeah. They don't sponsor this yet, but they will. Man, I will tell you this: a good pair of socks like that, awesome conversation starter. Oh, dude! There's at least one person that's gonna notice them. I um, I have a very bad sock habit. Like, and so they sell stance socks, which I've got a friend that is a professional skateboarder that is sponsored by them. So I just support them. Yeah. And 
But I don't support them directly. I go to TJ Maxx and buy them there because I'm a, I just yeah. like socks and I don't like paying twenty dollars a pair for them. Uh, but I will buy them just because they're there, and every one of them is different. And so, like, I don't need them necessarily. Yeah. And I came home with a, or my wife actually brought me a pair home that she found, and I was like, looked at them and I was like, I don't think I have these. And I was like, let me double check just to make sure. Right. I pulled out every sock in my sock drawer. There was over 56 pairs of socks that I, were not opened yet. I That's bet not the ones in heavy rotation. The entire top drawer of my main Chester drawer is nothing but socks. Yeah. And just in April, I don't think I have one like regular pair of socks. No, no. There's no reason. Yeah. Like, I mean... You know, a lot of people have like a pair, like a black, a black pair, yeah, brown like, pair, cat coat. Here's my wedding cat-cut. socks and my church socks yeah. and my funeral socks. Like, man, I've got a pair of socks that just has little pairs of socks on it. Yeah. You know? Why not? Yeah. And so mine is the socks and Amber gets on to me all the time. I haven't bought a pair in a long time because I, I thought I had to go to some kind of support group, but I always love New Balance tennis shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've always loved New Balances. And so, like, I think what she's been doing – is when I'm not around, she sneaks a pair out because I I don't have like a sophisticated inventory system, so I think she's been I think they've been in the garbage. You gotta get that barcode set up. I I need to do something. You man. gotta get a quick scan. Yeah. You need to get you a whole shoe closet. Just I do have a shoe closet, Daniel. Well, I know you need to do it like the rappers on MTV Cribs. Get that Cribs or that uh, uh yeah oh well you got like a walk in closet yeah, yeah. like yeah the size of twice the size this of your office house. yeah like this office full of shoes yeah. Just add on a shoe closet to the house. Yeah. About a hundred, yeah, about 300 square feet. I think this is 15 by 15. Yeah. 300 square feet. Absolutely. And I guess Daniel is hats. Or used to be kind you of. You a hat dude? I mean, everything. Well, I can't ever find hats to fit me. So it's more visors. It's yeah. all that wisdom. Yeah. He's got that wisdom, man. man. Yeah. Y'all inherit a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, what size hat do you wear, Daniel? Usually eight. Yeah. That's what size shoe I wear. And that's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm rocking the size 12s on the shoes. But yeah, but no, yeah, like I said, man, when whenever I need to get Daniel a gift, birthday or Christmas, like hats, man, man, I just go to Hat World and be like, hey, what kind of fitting Major League Baseball hats you got? There you go, in size eight. In size what, uh, eight. What's your go-to hat? What, what's your go-to like team hat to wear? I don't know. Right now, my go-to hat's the the one from the EAC golf tournament. That thing's awesome. I'm trying to think if I've seen that. Is it pink? No, it's no. white. It's got it's a pink white. logo on it. Kind That's of right. a bigger That's fit right. to them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, Seaburn came up with a design. And uh, I think I wear that hat yeah. pretty much every day when I get home. Things awesome. I've got yeah. a. Uh, I wear a Syracuse University hat all the time. Yeah. Because I know that like if somebody steals it, nobody's gonna like. I'll be able to spot it from like four miles away. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll I'll wear like Syracuse uh, University clothes or like socks or whatever places, and people are like, "Yeah, is that what? I don't know about the orange S. Is that the Seminoles, but faded?" And I was like, "I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely an Indian reference. That's how they got their name. They were the Orangemen for years. Well, and, and then they retracted the they pulled the men out. Now they're just Syracuse Orange. But yeah, but I'll say this: Syracuse is just a classic logo. I mean, it's oh, yeah. one of those. That, it's just a script. That you just don't mess with that's it. That's it. You know, yeah. Because, I mean, you think, you know, like college football, like Alabama's one. Yeah. Penn State's one. Yeah. Syracuse. I mean, Nittany Lions. Traditional Nittany Lions will never change that. Yeah. And then, uh, 
I know, man, we always laugh about all the hats we bought our dad that he never wears, you know? Yeah. And uh, let's see, he's the one he wears the most now is his, uh, his hat from Da Nang. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he wears that one all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where he was stationed his, his tours in Vietnam. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing that thing at the Walk to Remember on October 5th. Absolutely. Is he coming to that? I would assume so. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we can get mom out there too. Get take. everybody out. Yeah, well, I said, yeah, we'll all be out there. We should have, uh, hope we got some of our cousins coming and all that. And it's, uh, it's I was going to say the Axtell family will raise all the money by yourselves. Y'all don't watch out. Oh, listen, man. You yeah, guys will squad up quick. We'll hit you up, man. Me too. We got a big old goal this year. So Yeah, what is the goal this year? Ooh. We got a goal of 100000 That's not bad. Yeah. It's a good uh, goal to have. Big thing is, though, that is so y'all are each responsible each brother is responsible for 50k of that is that how that's going to work yeah get working well <laughs> i hope not yeah I've... no uh big thing is this walk generates a huge portion like 90 95% of the operating budget for the year for the arc yeah um we get some small grants here and there that help out a little mm-hmm. but this is the huge majority of it. So, and another thing is this organization is completely local. Yeah. You know, a lot of charities like, uh, the Red Cross or, yeah, they have, they have CEOs. They pay 10 million a year. Sure. So you may, do- that's the board seats I'm looking for. Yeah. If y'all got them, send them your, your yeah. boys way. I need them. I mean, you may donate, let's say you donate a hundred dollars. Two or three dollars of that may go stays to stays in the community. May go to the actual cause you're donating to. Sure, mm-hmm. but it's being handled and like, yeah, like when we were doing uh, disaster relief stuff for Baton Rouge a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. we would take. We were basically just dropping off a U-Haul every few days, mm-hmm. and eventually they were like, the person we had been dealing with was had gone home, and then nobody knew who was taking over what, so we were just like. I guess just unload it and then we'll go home. Like yeah. we don't, I don't know what else to do with this stuff. And yeah. nobody here knows obviously what we need to do with it. So well, you know, and like we I said, just and, find people and give it to them. Yeah, and a lot more times, you know, I mean, there are those circumstances like that, that demand supplies. Sure. You know and I mean? And like I said, and you know, and, and I guess it depends on the organization because you'll see ones out there. The one I always think about that does such an amazing job is something like the Wiregrass Food Bank. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at them, you can donate $20, and they can turn it into $60. Oh, you know? yes. And so, but, you know, a lot of other times, something like the Red Cross, I think instead of, like you said, I mean, granted, you get those $10 when it's needed through, well, yeah. through text or whatever, but if you could donate blood, if you could donate, you know, water, yeah. know, basic supplies, I think that goes a lot further Sure, some of that stuff, you know? And because uh, they can put those monetary gifts where they need it. Yeah, not only that, but you're not using your monetary gifts to pay the dude to go to the Sam's to get the water. Yeah. And then reimbursing him for his fuel to go get that water. And exactly. there's a lot more of associated costs when you're operating a nonprofit in that manner. Oh, absolutely. And this is predominantly, I mean, you're, I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume everybody on the board, unless there's like a couple employees, like a director that has a board seat. Like it's all volunteer basis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then director and staff get paid and then. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she gets paid much. But probably, yeah. Most um, nonprofit directors yeah. are making like twenty five grand it's, a year. It's done that. out of love. I mean, yeah. it's one hundred percent. Yeah, they have a heart for service. Yeah, Miss K started the ARC because she dealt with it, and her mother had it. 
Mm-hmm. So she she uh, just started it and she's built it to what it is, and it's it's vital because there are so many people in this area right now. I think they're estimating there's around ten thousand people in the coverage area of the ARC. So that was thirteen counties. Eighteen. I think. Eighteen counties. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of footprint. Yeah. I mean, if you you take one hundred thousand dollars and you just think about splitting that 18 ways right and that's just for the county that's not including each individual town within that county and then you're splitting it down to where Mm -hmm. each like yeah 100 grand is a good goal well and where the support comes in is a situation like this so let's say you've got you know somebody's mom Mm -hmm. suffering with alzheimer's she doesn't have the means to go into a nursing facility or extended care so her caregivers are her daughter and son-in-law, Yep, you know, and for the most part, they may still be in their working career. That one of them may have to give up their career to attend to her. Yeah. So you, now you're looking at, you got lost income. We're actually know? dealing with a similar situation with my grandmother. She lives, lives in New York during the summer. And then mm-hmm. at the end of October, I will, I usually fly up and I'll drive her down here. And she lives here with my uncle and mm-hmm. she's been like, Great. She, she'll turn 90 in November. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, anybody yeah. with that much mileage on them is going to have some ailments here and there. And one oh, of yeah. them is definitely like a little bit of confusion here and there. And yeah, it like Alzheimer's and dementia definitely run in their family. There's an ongoing joke that you're either going to get the hips or you're going to get dementia. Yeah. Like everybody in our family has fake hips by the time they're like 50. Mm-hmm. And yeah. or or they will basically start losing it around well, and some I, you know i just never took into account until i talked to a guy about it he said uh when his father really started showing signs of dementia and it was early early on something they advise everybody to do is to read yeah you know whether it's a book or the newspaper he said or do little crossword puzzles mm-hmm. things that you know just kind of keep your mind sharp you know yeah and uh because he said that's one thing a lot of us don't do he said you know, we tend to, you know, work our busy day and, and then entertain ourselves. Home and wine. He said, we're going to sit in front of the TV until it's time to go to sleep. Yeah. You know? And uh, he said, but yeah, if he said, if you can read a book for 20, 30 minutes a night or do a couple of crossword puzzles or something like that, he said, it's going to do wonders for you. Yeah. You know? yeah. And one thing the ARC does, they'll give out, because what they do is they give resources. Mm-hmm. They give, so when a caregiver comes in there, they're, let's say a wife's husband just was diagnosed. She doesn't know what to do. So she can come in there. They can just guide her through everything she needs to do. So, A, she can be a good caregiver for her husband. Mm-hmm. They have support groups for her. Um, they'll, give her they'll give her a package, though, of, you know, reading material that she can look over. But they, one of the things they give, they'll give a card, a deck of playing cards mm-hmm. that are large print. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if... Uh, her husband can remember how to play poker and all the different hands. More than likely, they're going to remember that a 10 beats a 5. Yeah. I mean, you can make up rules. Sure. Whatever mm-hmm. they're capable of doing just keeps their mind active. Yeah. Yeah. You got one man sharp as other, like steel sharp and steel. Yeah. I'm not great with the scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like steel sharp and steel, one man sharp as the other. Yeah. Um, I forgot to tell you, I'm an ordained minister now. By are the way. you really? Did you yeah. do that on the internet? I did it on the internet. Man. Yeah. Uh, 
old Lee Dassinger's getting married November 1st. Oh, man. Up in uh, North Carolina, and I had the, the that, privilege to, to marry him and his fiance. So, yeah, perform the ceremony. Is it legal for same-sex marriages up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm, I'll, I'll have to tell him about that. I'm you know, joking. Man, you make fun Boy, of me on, on your radio show. <laughs> your stupid office radio network. Yeah. What, um, you, what you doing? You in some office fancy pants? I love that, dude. Um, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. I'm excited about this walk to remember. Um, I'll uh, If I'm in town, I'll definitely be there. I'm trying to think. My October is bananas. Well, uh, you know, I know what you mean is our... Brandon, he and uh, his younger daughter, Sydney, they're going to come down because they were out in the middle of our older niece's, you know, football season and everything. Yeah. She's in the band. So they're going to come down Friday night, spend Friday night with us. They'll be out there uh, Saturday morning for the walk, mm-hmm. basically turn around and leave from here. And they've got to go up to a band competition at Lake Martin. So, oh, man, that yeah. could be worse. I mean, it's an hour and a half drive. Yeah. I think it's Jacksonville State. There's a Jacksonville. I thought it was I Lake think. Martin. I think Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. State. Okay, that's yeah, that's so a good. They still got it once they leave here. They still got a you know good three and a half four hour ride. Yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Cooter Brown's Barbecue in Jacksonville. Y'all need to hook it up if y'all if you jump in that car with them. There's a place called Cooter Brown's Barbecue that's delicious. Yeah, you know what's funny is I've never been to Jacksonville, Alabama. Really? I've never been up there. Yeah, it's not. There's not a lot. Yeah, it's definitely not a destination yeah. city that I know. Daniel of. Daniel just went. I was yeah. in that neck of the woods. This- Past weekend, actually, you can find some good deals on like old vintage vehicles up there. That's always my favorite. Is I will just drive around, like find old trucks and be like, "What's up? You want to get rid of this?" And <laughs> usually, if I'm not chased off the property, usually we'll get in some weird conversation yeah. and have a good time. What you get for breaking into someone's house? <laughs> I actually had no, not in the. I'm not waking people up at midnight. Hey, let me ask hey, you man. about this truck in the back of the field. Um, I had a dude call me one time. Thousand uh, percent a true story. Calls my phone, and the house that I used to live in, we had a detached garage, and I parked my truck behind the garage. I've got an old 1970 Chevy C10, yeah. and phone rings one day. It's like a random Blakely number, I think, or one of those very close Georgia cities next to us. And uh, I was like, I was hoping, I was hoping that it was somebody trying to give me money for ad space. I was like, oh, yeah, we're about to get some Georgia money. Um, it wasn't that at all. This dude called me, and he was like, hey, is your name Justin? I was like, it is. And he's like, do you uh, live at yada, yada, yada? And I was like, is this my sake rig? He's like, yeah. And at that point, I was like, I feel like I've got some questions for you, my man. <laughs> and he's like, do you own, is that your truck behind your garage? And, like, I'm already on Google Maps. Like, I'm on the satellite view of Google Maps. It's like, you can't see that truck at all. Like, how does this fool know the thing's there? Well, a neighbor of mine who had just moved in uh, needed some help from their dad. And their dad just decided he was going to inspect everything in the neighborhood. And went through my glove box of my truck <laughs> to get my, got my name off the registration. Yeah. Googled my name. The local popped up. Called the local, asked for me, randomly got me, and I was just like, yeah. hey, man, is this common practice for you? Because it shouldn't be. <laughs> this is 100% how you lose at least yeah. uh, some friends, if not your life. Like, this is crazy. How are you just going through people's stuff? Yeah. So, probably the funniest thing that happened with a vehicle was, I guess, what's about two or three years ago now, Daniel, dad bought the Corvette. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, our dad had always wanted a Corvette. Well, man, you know, he worked all his life. 
and literally he would save up loose change. Sure. Well, finally he found one that he could afford. He went and bought it. And so I'm at work one day and mom's just blowing my phone up. And so I answer and she doesn't go right into talking, which is unusual for her. Yeah. So I just hear this exasperated. <sighs> and the mommy, all right. She goes, well, he did it. And said, who did what? She goes, she said, your daddy. He yep, went out and bought him a Corvette. Car. Yeah. And I think what was so funny was she was just trying to get us to take her side in it. So <laughs> what she said, I was, she's like, well, your dad bought a Corvette. And I was like, Really? And she said, yeah, it's in the park. It's in the driveway right now. And I said, well, Mom, that's great. He's always wanted one. And she said, don't. She said, I've already talked to Michael and Brandon. I hadn't talked to Daniel yet. Y'all y'all don't need to encourage him. She said, your dad is going to be out there in that Corvette. And you see him driving around Dothan all old and fat and bald. <laughs> and so, of course, I'm sitting there out and laughing because it was really just the tone of voice oh, she yeah. said it in. This, She's like salty. She's Definitely like, salty about that Corvette. Yeah. She's like, he's an old, fat, bald, driving around the Corvette. Good like, Lord. he's Mr. Cool. Right? That's <laughs> all you need. I went, And I told somebody, I said, you know, that's when you wish you have a crystal ball to look into the future. Because I would have loved to record that phone call because I guarantee it, it, it would get a laugh every time oh, somebody 100%. heard it. Yeah. yeah oh, dude. God, man. Yeah, it was hysterical. Yeah. Well, I thank y'all guys from for coming and hanging out for a little bit and watching these, Jordan, these shapes all over my wall. I don't even, I'm going to have to like yeah. flood the whole place. Yeah. Enjoying the, the palace at 179 honeysuckle, man. That's it, man. This yeah. place is, it's coming together. I wish I, I, we've got some furniture rearranging to do, but yeah, like this is all very like, obviously because you guys are listening to this on probably a car stereo or ear, like AirPods or whatever, oh, whatever the kids are doing. Um, <laughs> You can't obviously see what I'm talking about, but this is a very makeshift studio scenario at the moment. <laughs> like there are two ho- two uh, little spring clamps holding a holding Phillips mic yeah. stand to. I mean, a drafting hey, table. I mean, it's you know, it's comfortable surroundings. We got the couch. We Whatever got, works, man. We, we just got lounged chairs, out. You know, and that's the goal. Like ultimately, that's what I want. That's what I want this to be. Is like. Yeah. Where we all just hang out, and it's not like a super super formal vibe. Yeah, because then you get like, you'll just run into some scenario where if we were doing this and it was like some very very structured scenario, like yeah. come in October fifth, sign up at what's the yeah. website? Rattle it off. You lose your originality. We share the care dot yeah. org slash a dash walk dash two dash remember. We'll get you straight to the registration form. Yeah, and we appreciate you guys coming by. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. So support your community. Uh, because that's who's going to be supporting you when you get up, get a little long in the tooth and need some help. Oh yeah, uh, real quick, uh, everybody go out to Hot's Deli on September seventeenth from two to eight. Mm-hmm. Mention the ARC and uh, I think it's fifteen percent of the profits go to the Walt to remember. September seventeenth. September seventeenth from two to eight. Woo! You can get lunch and your dinner from there. Six Absolutely. hour? Yeah, you might as well go ahead and get. Yeah. You can do like a light chicken yeah. salad plate and then get yeah. like that. Yeah. Jason Devane appreciates the shout out, Daniel. Get that gluten free pizza. Oh. Dude, I'm actually <laughs> going to meet him as soon as I leave here. So. He's yeah. helping us. Well, man, I love Hot's Deli now. He's helping us. We got to try and yeah. get some business in there. Yeah. Well, I actually took over their social media account like yeah. probably um, two months ago. And so it's been 
It's been a wild ride. Man, I'll tell you this. It is one of the it's one of the best meals you'll get around here. And it's and, like I've had numerous people ask me if Hots is a chain. Yeah. I'm like, nope. No, the, that is the only one. True local place. Yeah. Like I said, and, uh, you know. And for, I mean, in the same vein as, like, community, like, Jason and Patricia Devane are involved in everything. Like, he's on the board of the chamber. Oh, yeah. She's on the board, like, House of Ruth. We do mm-hmm. the um, the House of War- Ruth Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event. Mm-hmm. We did that the same year as our oh, yeah. .5K. Yeah. And had a blast, man. Like, oh, yeah. we get all these goons from the crew of Coloss out there dressed as goofy yeah. superheroes. And- well, listen, man, I mean, that is, those are two people, like we were talking about, that, that truly love Dothan, Alabama and, and the whole Wiregrass area. Because, yeah. like I said, I mean, they're two of the first to jump up and help anytime they can and, and be, of, sure. be of such service to everybody. So, yeah, we appreciate them doing that. Absolutely. So hit up Hots, register for this walk to remember. Yeah. And, uh... Well, be what's happening. Don't complain that there's nothing to do. Literally, yeah, things everywhere to, to get yeah. into. Absolutely. Awesome. Go get some Chick-fil-A for your wife, or I'm going to hear about it later. Yeah, you'll get a text. Certainly. Thank you all for coming in. I'll see you all later. Appreciate it, man. If you're interested in having your story featured on the local podcast, hit us up at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com or give us a shout on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the local podcast. <laughs>